Where do you go for comics new and old? Uh, garage sales? Wrong! Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? Uh, in magazines, mostly. Wrong again! And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Well, there are lots of different options if you're looking for something... <laughs> so incredibly wrong! Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. Meet X-Files stars David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, August 23rd through the 26th in Chicago, Illinois. Then meet Sons of Anarchy stars Ron Perlman and Ryan Hurst, September 7th through the 9th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Then meet Doctor Who stars Peter Capaldi and Pearl Mackey, September 21st through the 23rd in Austin, Texas. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDARE at checkout (laughs) to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? The, The internet? Oh, good answer. Really? No! Wizard World Comic Con! Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. Hi, this is Christopher Daniel Barnes, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jake Runyon. And returning to the show today, first we have old friend of the show, Kyle Pryor, sitting in for Jack. Thanks for being back with us, Kyle. Yeah, of course. Very last minute thing, but you suggested and I thought, what a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I never just I never want to throw that on you and <laughs> make you feel obligated. So cancel your plans. <laughs> You're coming home with me. And then also joining us, returning to the show, we welcome visual effects artist Kevin Gallagher. Kevin, it's so awesome to have you back. We had such a good time last time you yeah, were we here, did. but it was so brief. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me back. I had a great time, too, so uh, it's nice to have a little more time to uh, get goofy. And get goofy, we will indeed, Kevin and I. Pretty much our angle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much. Uh, we're going to kick it off with our retro roundtable, talking about songs from famous movies, and I'm just really excited about this. I, I want to make sure we separate this from talking about uh, just great movie soundtracks, because I'd like to do that oh, another yeah, time yeah, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We've, we've got a lot of different time covered with all the different age ranges, <laughs> yeah. so I think we're going to get a lot of the interesting... spectrum. Yeah. yeah, a lot of interesting uh, picks here. <clears throat> then in the comic vault, Jake, what do you got to talk about? Necrophobia. Not to be confused with necrophilia. That's a very mm. different comic. This one is a little less explicit. Both of which you frequent. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't I be surprised either way, Jake. I honestly wouldn't. I, I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> I've built up my reputation well. <clears throat> one of the books we'll be talking about there, and then we're going to turn our full attention over to Kevin and just talk about some of the amazing projects he's worked on. But before we do all that, Jake. Twitter and Instagram. Probably uh, our sword and shield, let's call them, except they're both swords, I think, in this metaphor. Mm-hmm. They are the twin swords by which we get your attention violently. So head on down to Twitter and follow <laughs> us where we are at Candare Pod. 
and Instagram where we are at canned underscore air. We've got lots of fun stuff to share with you, pictures and gifts and information and new episodes, everyone we've talked to and all that noise. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Good night. And don't forget, if you like what we do, you can skip on down to Patreon, throw a couple of bucks a month our way. It certainly helps. And if you hit that $5 mark, you have access to the Patreon-exclusive Founders Club podcast. And if you are attending a Wizard World convention in the near future, don't forget you can still use promo code CANDAIR, no space, for a cool 10% off your ticks. I think Chicago's right around the corner, either this or next weekend. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, use the promo code CANDAIR with no space at checkout. Get yourself a cool 10% off. What's the matter? Sorry, I snorted and it was much louder than I expected. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I, can, uh, I, I can tell you guys from experience, the uh, the Patreon pod is well worth it. Oh, I yeah. I think it's awesome. We have a founder here, Jake. We do. Wow. Hi there. I, wow. I actually put that at the front of my name. I wondered where that applications. <laughs> founder. He's kind of like our boss in a way. That explains the, the glowing golden aura you have about <laughs> you. I thought that might be new. All right, let's cut the bullshit and get right to this week's Retro Roundtable. All right, guys, the songs from famous movies. Kevin, I am interested as hell to hear what you've got. Well, it's it's actually not even that old, um, but it's uh, from the more recent movies. And I, but I just couldn't wait, and I couldn't believe when I was seeing it in Ragnarok, when I was finally seeing "Immigrant Song" oh, yeah. being used appropriately. Choice. That's a match Prime made example. in heaven. There. That is a great choice. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and they did. That, they used that song oh. more than once in that song uh, movie, so. right? I believe so, but the, yeah, at the beginning, and but when you know, just the the way they filmed that with the uh, trucking in on Odin, and uh, and when he just lit up, and it was just like, oh yeah, I've been waiting <laughs> how long for this? Oh, it was spectacular. I I can't imagine there's a person who doesn't get revved up when they oh, hear dude. that, you know, along with the visual implication, you know. It, it was such a good movie. I loved that film. Yeah. Good choice, was, though. Yeah, Thank, it you. Is Thank you. You know, that kind of almost hits one of my choices, because it's the same track, but it's uh, a cover by Trent Reznor that played mm. at the beginning of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the American remake. I think you've talked about that uh, song on the show oh, before. Awesome. Awesome track. I'll have to, I might have that soundtrack. It's intense. There's something really brutal about it. It, it loses none of that edge, mm-hmm. and it mm. gains this very kind of techno god. I mean, everyone here's fucking heard Nine Inch Nails. You can pretty oh, much yeah. you know what to expect. <laughs> and I've never been a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, but Trent Reznor doing movie scores, I'm he's crushed oh, it. He's, yeah. he's he's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We he's, actually. Oops, I'm sorry. See, no. there I go. Sorry. Go right ahead, Kevin. I insist. Uh, it just as an aside, it's funny you say that. We I did a little bit of 3D conversion on that movie. Uh, and oh, okay. It, yeah, there was a couple of shots with trees or just tree limbs, but uh, <laughs> it's cool. just wicked, wicked stuff. Yeah, just try, trying to break all that stuff up. But that's an aside. Sorry, I got off the target there. But yeah, that sounds pretty on target to me. Yeah, we're, you're, <laughs> you're right in our wheelhouse, saying exactly what we want to hear. You're good. Right on. You are good. Brings us over to Kyle. 
Uh, the song that I first thought of was um, from the Shrek movie. <laughs> Um, uh, somebody yeah, once told Smash me Smash Mouth That's uh, that's become like That's such a meme of our generation A cultural touchstone is, And yeah. then an, a, a countercultural kind of thing Yeah And then an ironic cultural thing but You could walk up to anybody my age And say somebody And they're gonna start singing it That's, that's yeah. how much of an impression that song had You just know Yeah you know, it's funny because before Shrek used it, uh, there was the movie with uh, Ben Stiller and uh, man, a whole bunch of people like Paul Rubin, uh, William H. Macy, uh, Mystery okay. Men, Mystery Men, where they oh, played a bunch oh, of like wow. like D grade superheroes. Hmm. I don't know if right. you guys ever saw that. I but... saw like the first 15 minutes a million <laughs> years ago and I just never followed up on it. <laughs> It was ridiculous. That's but the impression like I got. It, it was so much fun. <laughs> I love that film. Love that movie. Have you seen that, Kevin? Uh, you know, like, I'm in the same camp. I've seen a few minutes of it. But uh, one of these days, I'll, I'll get back to it. Oh, well, <laughs> I've got a knack for liking <laughs> movies that most people deem unwatchable. So. I think oh, well, I was, Rat I Fink was... a Boo Boo? What's that? Rat Fink a Boo Boo? Did I stump you? I think you did. Yeah, I don't. I... Oh, re- just do yourself a favor. Look up Rat Fink, P F I N K, A U, Boo Boo. My friend, uh, who's a crazy artist who does a lot of these parody ads that end up on Snopes, people trying to debunk them. Um, the Brian Eno cat food ad. I don't know if you're familiar, but he turned me on to this movie. And it is the weirdest thing ever. It switches gears from uh, detective film noir to Batman. In, like, campy Batman. Halfway through the movie, it's beautiful. So, I was going to say, you're not scaring me away with no, any of this so far. No, I'm, I'm, I'm turning you on to something wonderful. You're going to love it. Yeah, I'm going. When you say rafting, I think of like the old, uh, like the, the hot rod stuff. Yeah, the yeah, hot rods. Yeah, with the no, no, fun. no. But it has maybe he was inspired by this because this is a little bit earlier. Uh, he was a character actor who was apparently he was like the original Gary Busey. He was uh, oh wow. <laughs> he was like trouble, trouble uh, on the set, and he wanted to make his own movie, and uh, it ended up as what you'd expect. <laughs> I've got to see this. Yeah. I've got to yes. see this. Maybe it'll, yeah. it'll make it onto my shelf of best worst. There we go. Chris Shapin <laughs> is the thing. Yeah, yeah, I will shout out. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Gonna, you think that's something I can get from the library, or is it pretty obscure? You might fi- be able to find it even online. I mean, it's it's a really obscure, but it is. it, it might have found its way, you know, even at least bits and pieces. But sure. I, I think um, every once in a while it's like, even some crazy like TCM will play it, you know, some, you know, we're like at 2 a.m., you know. So um, that's how we, I think he ended up stumbling across it. Hmm. I'm down. Are you saying, yeah, we'll have to look into that. Oh, yeah, you guys. Anyhow, I derailed it again, but. No, that's the point of Dude. this conversation. That's the, these are just springboards. The rails are just for show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. They really don't I'm do out anything. here with my pickaxe just pulling up rails. <laughs> okay, well, here's one that's just, man, it doesn't matter what era you grew up in. Aerosmith, don't want to close my eyes. Oh, dude. From Armageddon. How impactful yeah. was that? It was, it was the, uh, man. 
Saying the best when, part of the movie doesn't set the bar very high. But. When Armageddon came out, like we went to see it two different times and got turned away because the theater was sold out both times. It was wow. it was every huge. <laughs> it was huge, and it's funny how um, you know we've talked about on the show before the 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 bar has been raised for movie making <laughs> yeah. because you know that movie I don't think has really stood the test of time very no, well. No, no, no. I don't know. Would, would you guys agree, disagree, Kevin? What do you think? Well, you know, there was a period where I took my wife and we saw um, um, Independence Day. Mm, and yeah. and about 15 minutes into it, I had to lean over. I'm sorry. I, I'm really sorry. You know, I, <laughs> and uh, for a while there, there was a period where there was some big, huge, you know, uh, Armageddon-style movies that I, I think we avoided because of that. Uh, so we missed a few of those, but yeah, there was a, uh, I, I may have missed out because of that, but yeah, it was, it was a direct result of Independence Day syndrome. They, those disaster movies were, I mean, that's, it, it was like comic book movies are now. Yeah. There was like, that I remember there were two, money. there were two yeah. volcanoes. Tornadoes. Yes. The Twister. Uh, 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 was it Dante's yeah, the volcanoes. That's right. You had two volcano movies. And they were even in theaters at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they were. What else was there? There was Deep Impact with Taylor Leone. Deep Impact. With the yeah. big, the yeah. asteroid hitting Earth. Um, yeah. Then later on, you get your, what, Day After Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Then there was 2012 Gee, to catch you know, on there that. was all that kind of stuff. 2012, man. That really went <laughs> off the rails talking about <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of disaster films, I um, I stumbled onto the one of the best scenes I've ever filmed um, in a disaster film while walking to get a hot dog while working in Hollywood. Um, walking around a corner, oh, there's a film shoot. What's going on? Oh, that's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez over there. What the? What? Why is he smashing the car with a bat? And we had no idea. We were seeing film history in Geely. Oh boy! Just, wow! Yeah. The next Citizen Kane, right there in front of oh, your eyes. Yeah. The next Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one. That was a uh, Kevin Smith film. Geely or no? I don't, I don't think know. so. But uh, all I know is uh, we say, "Wow, okay, well," and then then the rest was history. Like, hey, I remember that. That was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With a whopping what zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> oh, I feel like that, that was him. Was that how do you spell that? G I G L I L I. Yeah, G L I. I'm gonna look that up really quick. Oh wow, six percent. Oh, it went up. Oh, good for them. <laughs> wow. Time has been kind. That's too. People bad. are starting to recognize the <laughs> hidden genius. <laughs> Well, you see, it would it ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking really quick because I could have sworn. Well, maybe it's not. Right now, Kevin Smith is very upset with you. <laughs> <laughs> he can feel it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I thought he had a movie similar with a similar kind of title that also tanked that had him in it. What, I, what am I thinking of? It doesn't matter. It'll come to me after we're done recording. Oh, sure. Oh, it always does. <laughs> anyway, Kevin, we are back to you. What would be the uh, next song from a famous movie? Oh, God. Uh, let me think here. Well, you know, I, I was also not just thinking movies. Okay. That's all right. Um, I, we go back to original um, anime. You've, you've probably discussed this before. We've got the Batman theme, and everyone's like, you know, you can't just. You, you just can't say it's it, it, 
it's bad it's awesome batman theme right but i i think the original the spider-man theme from the cartoon can give it some serious competition in the cool factor with the neil hefty swinging just just comes in and just punches you in the face (laughs) with the horn section and just you're uh, talking the original spider-man the original theme the animated you know hey spider friends you know yes <laughs> gets you hyped yeah the 66 or 65 um yeah that was just shredding i love that and then on the opposite side of the coin was the hulk cartoon comp uh theme you ever hear that no no Oh, there's a reason for that. Horrible? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's about, it's like Quantum Leap's theme made sense for that. You know, that, that should have been a theme for like St. Elsewhere or something. It didn't make any sense. The Hulk had a theme like, he's big, he's the Hulk. Hulk. You know, like, what the? <laughs> I'm not intimidated by this at all. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> Look out, he's big. Right, he's Hulk. <laughs> um, you look would, it up do yourself a favor it's it's beautiful in an awful way and and when was this cartoon running it was running at the same time so as the as know, the tv show the lou frigno show as no in the 60s the uh the cartoons with spider-man and oh i batman see i cartoon. see i see well batman wasn't a cartoon but spider-man was a cartoon and uh, hulk was a cartoon it was awful as well but uh, i mean it was like clutch cargo kind of stuff um, wow and uh yeah really maybe the worst theme song ever of anything across any platform i'm not opinionated (laughs) (laughs) no i can hear that spider-man theme in my head and it's it is awesome because they does start really big and you can't ignore it and then it just kind of loops you in with that yeah yeah kick you in the stomach and then then cracks you over the back of the neck, and you're just like, yeah, exactly. Takes your wallet, and breaks into your car, <laughs> sleeps with your wife, into a river. and you're fine with it. You're totally fine with it. And then the next day, you realize you just got mugged. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it was great. They took everything. Still okay. Still, I'm a spider friend. <laughs> no, they, uh, in the '90s, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, '90s cartoon of Spider-Man. It was so good. And very uh, accurate to the comics, like the I think it was like Peter Parker Spider-Man series that ran in like the mid to late '80s. So so good. But the uh, Joe Perry from Aerosmith did the theme to that one. Oh, nice. I don't know if you guys remember that at all. Mm-hmm. I remember no. the show, but not the theme, really. Yeah. Oh my God, it shreds. It shreds, <laughs> as you can imagine. I mean, oh, Joe sure. Perry would produce. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't believe I'm the only person here that's heard it. Yeah, now I gotta go look that up and listen. Yeah, yeah, you do. All of it. <laughs> All right. All right, Jake. We are back to you. I've, I've got one. I'm I'm so excited about, but I have to temper that excitement with uh, with pessimism because I'm not sure how many of you will know this one. It's just so so great to me. But I'll just jump right to it. I want to talk about Transformers and not that Michael Bay bullshit. I want to yeah. talk about. Transformers, the movie, the song that powered all my hopes and dreams ever since I saw it, You've Got the Touch. Oh, my God. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad somebody knows. You got the touch. You got the power. We have ended this show with that song five or six times at least. That's because (laughs) it's worth it. Roll out. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great choice. So good. 
But then the one that I bet if Jack's listening to this right now, he's grinning from ear to ear. He's feeling it. A little deeper into that movie, though, is I believe it's called Dare to Be Stupid, which Weird Al. Right? Yeah. There's a, there's a title that really practices what it preaches. Was it a Weird Al song? No, I don't think so. Oh, it, it fucking ruled. And I, I, I I'm not going to sit here and sing it for you, but because I can barely remember it. I just know it was so good. Hmm. And uh, all of you should stop what you're doing right now. Put this episode on hold. <laughs> I'm going to try to clip some of these songs in, at least clips of them as we're talking about them. I just don't know how well it'll work with That's the conversation. So I'll try. I'll try. Thank you. I know I've got the other one. Oh, yeah. We'll probably go out on that one. Good. good. We're going out on that one. Please. <laughs> All right, Kyle, we are back to you, sir. Um, am I allowed to use a video game? Nope. No. Next? No. <laughs> no, you're good. Show <laughs> over. Um, I don't know if anybody here is familiar with uh, the Mafia series, Mafia 3 specifically. Oh, no, I'm not. No. Um, my It's one of my favorite video game intros. Uh, you go to the main screen after you do the little... Uh, intro that sets up the story and it's uh, all along the watchtower by Jimi hendrix oh cool and the picture is this uh like louisiana bayou like it's just this panorama shot and it just like the i don't know the title appears and then it just goes right into the song and for some reason it just gets me every time i open that game Dude, that i know cool. just how you feel that track <laughs> do you remember talking about video games in that song do you remember the first trailer for the first Wolfenstein like reboot I think so yeah the new order yeah, yeah, yeah where he's going on about you know the casualties were unimaginable you know and he's going yeah. through all these things but they forgot about me and then that slow instrumental thing yeah, builds yeah. up and you're like oh shit that's all along the watchtower and then like <laughs> and I was like oh fuck just, <laughs> dude I back must have watched that explodes out. like back to back six times that day like <laughs> oh that's so cool <laughs> What game? I'm just watching the intro. Uh, it was uh, Mafia Three. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean you're just like oh, just watching the, the intro. Game. Yeah, I actually I just sat there again. and let the intro go, and it just loops the whole oh, song. So yeah. wow, and it's the actual uh, it's the Hendrix yeah, version. Yeah, the of actual the song? Hendrix version. Fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was just for some reason that mix of uh, the Louisiana Bayou and the Jimi Hendrix song for some reason just got me. Might you call it two great tastes? That tastes great together. Oh, he chance. did it. He said the thing. Said he the said thing, the thing. <laughs> I, 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 so proud of you. I'm a performing monkey. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. No. No, it makes me think of, uh, and I can. I know this has been done three, four, if not more times, just three or four that I've seen. I know it was done in Forrest Gump. Oh, and I can't remember the other ones. Maybe even in Tropic Thunder, but where they use um, <laughs> Give Me Shelter by the Rolling Stones yeah. to show <laughs> any kind of Vietnam That's a great uh, war scenes or anything like that. Got helicopters. Yes, yes, yes. Any scene with Hueys flying across a setting sun... You can throw any track from yeah. the sixties, yeah, and it's yep. just it's badass. It's either that or some uh, John Fogerty. They throw. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's good. exactly what it is. <laughs> I can hear. That. Oh, fortunate son. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely just the Vietnam song. Bunch of guys like shaving with knives in the back of the helicopters as they're getting ready to go into battle. Born to kill. (laughs) So good. I love that aesthetic. (laughs) Perfect. All right. uh, What else we have? Um, Something happening here. (laughs) Oh, man. 
What are you doing to me, Jay? I'm stuck on it now. <laughs> no, I don't know if uh, anybody will remember. If anybody, Jake, you maybe. Oh, a challenge. Speaking of awful movies. Oof. We went to see the Smashing Pumpkins over the weekend, and what a great show it was. I know where this is going. Phenomenal. Well, do you? I do. Go ahead. Would it happen to be... Now, hang on, because I want to make sure I say this in the right order. The end is the beginning is the end from Batman yes, and Robin. Yes, sir. A fucking awesome I'm song. proud of you. Thank you. I am damn proud of Dude, you. Dude, I listened to that so much. I could only find the the music video on YouTube that had okay. clips from the movie to watch. So you know there's two versions now. Yeah, and the other one they used for the Watchmen trailer. They played that one. They didn't play the main one. They, they played really? the B-side the B one. Oh, shit. Oh, I had to take a change of pants. That's it. I was into it, son. That would have blown my mind right out of my fucking skull. <laughs> but, I mean, it was so perfect. It was such a cool... It was the best part of the whole Batman and Robin experience oh, yeah. was that song. Yeah, it was. But that, that's all I got to say. Well, about that's that. awesome. That, <laughs> A-plus entry. Where are we at? We can get a few more here. Uh, does anybody else have any other songs they'd like to mention? Ooh. Uh, I had I'm, one, I'm, and I got all jazzed about Vietnam. What about you, Kevin? Uh, another one from more recent history, and it's in the Batman department. It's Lego Batman, and the Batman theme <laughs> from Lego Batman, again, it's it can compete with the original. I mean, uh, with Will Arnett singing those those lyrics. And, uh, I've never seen it. Is it good? Oh. It's solid. Yeah, yeah, it was actually pretty good. Pretty solid movie. I'm the only. I'm the odd man out here. Yeah, Son man, of a gun! Yeah. I need to see this. You do. I, I dig anything. Uh, the Lego movies. I think they're they're so well done. Oh, without and doubt. The Lego Batman was just really well written, and the theme was very aggressive, <laughs> and very aggressive and very hilarious at the same time. I was digging it. You know, it's like crank loud when you're in traffic. You know, it's funny, uh, I actually have the Lego movie on my list here, uh, but as great as that movie was, I hated Everything is Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was like having a tick burrowing in the back of your head or something, you just Which, can't... like, on one hand, I guess is kind of the idea, but it doesn't stop it from being uh, mind-numbingly awesome. horrible. Yeah, no. it, especially at the end when you, you forget about it, and then... The tick just gets you one more time. It's amazing how Mark Mothersbaugh has written some of the coolest music and then some of the, the just gnarliest earworms. <laughs> right. That, that just, yeah, just frustrate you. But Man, uh, many mean, talents. And so we, we make up for it with Oh No, It's Devo and Freedom of Choice. Uh, we're, we're good there. But, man, you know, rocket power theme, you know. With that okay. song, like, it, as irritating as it was, the more you listen to it, because I ended up putting it in the episode after the movie came out and we had talked about it, I put it at the end of the episode. So I was exposed to it for at least three, four more times. And by the time you're done with it, yeah, you don't want to hear it, but the next day you're just like, everything is awesome. Oh, you know, it sticks, with <laughs> you. It sticks in your head. And that's, I mean, that is ingenious writing. That's, I guess it's like the sugar of music is like body fat. It ends up just kind of clinging to you. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. yeah. You, you know, just, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that, but uh, there it is. I'm going to have to, it's going to take a while to get rid of this. Yeah. You can't burn <laughs> that shit off on the treadmill. <laughs> you got to let it take its course. No, you cannot. You got to think sad thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anybody here seen ghost? Oh, yeah. <laughs> No? Nope. Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore? I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with it, but yes, I've never I seen did. the movie. Yes, I did. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, do I even have to say Unchained Melody? I mean, I, come I on. I think it's, it, it certainly, uh, it certainly comes to mind with a topic like this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to get that sentence out and then just. Should have I not brought it up? Everyone's I, acting really fucking I weird Swayze since I brought blocked. it up. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> Don't you badmouth Patrick Swayze. Hey, no, I will come no. across this table. All I'm saying is he occupied too much of my thoughts for me to, you know. Stop staring at me. I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're just assuming I know, and I don't. I don't know. I'm losing this joke. Let's just keep moving. So you, okay. got, you got Roadhouse is what happened. I got Roadhouse. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that movie, there, there's something going on under the hood of Roadhouse. I'm telling you, if you pick How? it apart, strip the characters. Um, Done. You're right. <laughs> All of that noise, the conflict, the archetypes, and even the setting, it's a samurai movie. They're gonna have to go public with this, right? I mean, he's a Ronin, right? He's this specially trained writer of wrongs, masterless on the road. He goes to a place where his help is needed. He fights the the wicked, corrupt shogun. I mean, this is like fucking this. This yeah. is standard really is. samurai fare. Yeah, it's Dang. like the high plains drifter dance movie guys, <laughs> American kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Called Murka Foo. <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, does anyone else have any other songs? I've got one more, really quick one. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, I think is a. <laughs> there's a there's a movie that uses its soundtrack to, and that director Edgar Wright, he is all about weaving the soundtrack into the oh, film. Yeah. But uh, Queen always comes to mind. Oh yeah, it's so fucking good. And then there was a movie that came out uh, a while back. To I think three people saw it. It's on Netflix now called Hardcore Henry. Yes. yes. Don't stop me now. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so we're the three people. The <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's us, you guys. And I loved the hell out of that movie. I, it, oh, I mean, yeah. it was pure. It was like, there's nothing of cinematic worth in that film, but it's just fun. Oh, yeah. I just can't imagine watching that first person perspective the whole time. Does it? You get used to it really fast. Yeah, I mean, that's... I. I just rationalized since I play a lot of video games. Yeah, it's like oh, I was yeah. like, oh, cool, I can deal with this. And since I just got a games, VR headset, so or like half story <laughs> and like hardly gameplay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I just thought of one more good one. Oh, great perfect. use of a song in a movie. Let's hear uh, it. In the first Kingsman, Leonard Skinner in that crazy oh, scene. Yeah. In the you took the song right out of my mouth. <laughs> I think uh, Brooke had even suggested that song when we were talking oh, about man. this. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was insane. That was the like the end solo of Freebird, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I couldn't remember that. Yeah, yeah, the church fight scene. Yeah. I don't even know if you call it a fight. It's more yeah. like the church massacre. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we just actually watched the second Kingsman. About a month ago, mm-hmm. it was a movie. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it has, I love the first has... one. I wanted to like the the second one as much, but I didn't. Yeah. No, um, I I think we're all in the same. It boat was there. so far out there with the whole yeah. like fifties style yeah. thing yeah. in the wood, like in the mountains. Like yeah. what? I couldn't figure out the, the, her use of her henchmen that they did they just ultimately just get fed into the meat grinder anyhow. Other yeah, right. than that, I couldn't figure out their use. It's just where's she getting these guys? Management. I mean, as secluded as she is, I'd be like holding on to anybody who was willing to help my <laughs> Why calls. is she recruiting so often? What's the turnaround time? Because she's grinding them up and eating them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't get it. Free yeah, cheeseburgers. No no the meat. There was no yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, oh, it's hard to stick with it. 
Mission Impossible, though. That hey. was a good damn film. <laughs> the new one, Fallout. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet to see it. I recommend it. I think I was going to go see it. Then I have like laundry or something. So I was like, well, I may as well knock this out. Power of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who uh, the. The two guys from U2 are that aren't Bono and aren't The Edge. I know it's like... <laughs> could not tell you Adam, exactly I I, what you mean. But Adam Clayton and some... Who else? Well, there's the guy who always smiles with his mouth closed with the glasses. I guess that's Adam Yes. Clayton. So and Adam then, Clayton that, and yeah. mouth closed with glasses and actually Edge did. Two. Is that his official name? Edge 2? <laughs> <laughs> it may as well be. I like to call him Edge Jr. The other Edge. It's a double oh, yeah. Edge soul. <laughs> Dang. I think Shit. the fourth guy is just what hilt or something, <laughs> something together, like that. But anyway, those two guys did the Mission Impossible theme for the very first no kidding. Impo- uh, Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, wow. wow. And I just wonder if they like still have any kind of credit or if they get new people to do it every time. Well, they, they must go be so hard up for money. I sure hope they've kept. A yeah, little I can't imagine they've <laughs> yeah. got a lot of money or anything. Jesus, I saw you two uh, in Pittsburgh, and. I can't tell you how big it was at the stadium, the, the Steelers uh, stadium where they shot the whole uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises yeah, thing yeah. with Bane. And the whole stage took up the center of the field and had these huge, like, spider leg things that went around the whole stage that held this huge screen. I thought, this takes some serious money. <laughs> like, what the? Yeah. I mean, it's no surprise they've got money, but Jesus. And and you know the return they're going to get on that investment just totally justifies it. That's the other part that sickens you. You're like, wow. (laughs) And that's just from T-shirts. Oh, Um, You know, that's like us festival kind of budgetry up there, yes? Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. But, um, yeah. I, I I I just can't fathom it. If I had that much money, I can't even still think like that. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make some big fucking thing that walks around the <laughs> the football field. Like how ridiculous! I mean, the Rolling Stones in '99, I think it was, on their Bridges to Babylon tour, had this enormous stage. There's what four, five of these little tiny old men in yeah. these frail wayfish old in this stage that just takes the whole end of a stadium. And this fucker was so big. I remember in, in Washington DC a wind came through and blew that thing over <laughs> onto the stage. Mind you, they weren't on it at the right. time. Obviously they're still cheating death somehow, but yeah. um it's just so much for I can't I don't know. Is the payoff worth it? I mean, remember you two also, be, right? like, what was it, Pop Mart tour? They they came out in a huge, like, silver lemon that, like, <laughs> <laughs> unscrewed from the center, and they walked out of this lemon. To... Man, hearing myself say this out loud sounds really fucking ridiculous. One way to make but... an entrance. I have never been to a mega concert like that. You know, I mean, I'm just thinking of back, you know, like, um, not, uh, right, uh, um, Live Aid. You yeah, know, it just seems like like the U two concerts on that of that scale of insanity, like filling Wembley or filling an entire stadium. I've never been to a concert. I well, I went to the what was it? Uh, it was the uh, Amnesty International concert they had at the Coliseum in like nineteen eighty seven or eighty eight, and all these people were playing there, and 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 honestly, I was. 
I, I went and took a friend because I, I got I managed to get tickets. I don't it was I wouldn't have gone other than I got the tickets. And here comes Bruce Springsteen and all right, you guys oh, ready cool. to go? You know, and everyone around me is like, Are you kidding me? He's just starting. Like, yeah, time to go. I was these people were like a mile away. I wasn't really interested in them in the first place. And uh, I, I can't imagine going to a concert that is on such a scale. Yeah. <laughs> See, we were we were lucky. We had decent seats. They weren't seats. We were standing on the field, which oh, was covered up with metal um, flooring, I guess, you know, oh, to preserve yeah. the field so mm -hmm. people wouldn't tear it up. Sure. Now, mind you, I was just wearing Converse. Ooh. <laughs> Stood on this. The shoe that is basically a sock. It's, yeah. it's practically no shoe. Yeah. It's yeah. it's probably not having it on would be better than having <laughs> it on. More comfortable. It's but, a foot um, condom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> foot condoms. But it was it's so, just to prevent FTDs. <laughs> by the end of the show, I could hardly walk. And I, I'm not even exaggerating. Like Damn. My feet hurt so bad, I had to sit on the ground against a trash can. A trash can oh at a concert. Oh, no. Trash yeah. can at a concert. Let that Man, sink in, and that's how desperate foot I was. radius of pure urine. Man, talk about two great tastes. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was horrendous. But, oh, yeah, there is something about that size of a show. If you're that far away, what's the freaking point? You could have a better experience watching it on a, on a television, you know? Yeah. Right. But, I, the coolest concert, I'd say, my generation's doors was I got to see the Smiths. Oh, man. Yeah, you are a lucky bastard. Got to see them in 85 on their Meet is Murder tour. I think it was at the Palladium or some, some smaller place in Hollywood. That would have blown my mind. I couldn't handle it. Are you talking yeah. about, this is um, Morrissey, right? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is, Does he still tour? He still tours. Yeah, I would. Uh, he put an album out in the past 10 years, like Years of Refusal. It was so good. I loved yeah. it. I would love to see that dude live. Yeah, I'm sure he puts on a very similar show. I mean, the uh, <laughs> someone jumped up on stage, and this is in the early days of uh, cordless guitars, where they were, had a little receiver up to the amp. Right. Someone jumped up on stage and pulled that out of Johnny Marr's guitar and jumped back out and, and into the crowd, and then Johnny jumped in after him with his <laughs> guitar around his neck and everything. <laughs> wow. And and Morrissey just goes ah, and goes off the stage. Uh, and, and then uh, came back out a few minutes later uh, and uh, apologized and continued the show. But uh, I got to see Morrissey in, in full angst. It was great. I, I mean, wow. real genuine angst. Yes, it was beautiful. You can't fake that. No. Just, I mean, that sound it's he made. That come from the soul. I imagine yeah. that being the noise he makes to, like, all external stimuli. Yeah, I mean, if, he, if the newspaper happy. isn't on the porch in the morning. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh the cat God. box needs to be cleaned. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. We've burnt your steak. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a... F Vegetarian. It's maybe not the right thing to go with. We burnt your cat. The spirit of the joke. <laughs> That's a double. Huh? <laughs> I didn't order the stuff. Oh. All right, we need to move this train along. We're getting held up. Um, really quick, society6.com forward slash candarepod t shirts, wall clocks. What do we got? Get them. We got decals, my favorite. 
We got mugs. Koozies. Koozies. Mugs. Uh, coasters. Coos. Yeah. We've got it all. Society6.com forward slash CandarePod. Get Go some moich. I'm not even going to try to do some strong out commercial <laughs> yeah. this week. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of the Smiths, uh, if I... We got shirts. shirts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway. You know what else starts with S? <laughs> Shower curtain. Yeah. Oh. I don't even know if those are still on there or not. But how ridiculous was that, huh? <laughs> right. All right. Let's swing open the door to the comic vault. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Thank you. Because what I have to say about this comic is a little light on story. Mm-hmm. Because this comic is not to suggest it itself is light on story, but it's very much something you go for the visual spectacle. It is called Necrophobia. Uh, on the Kickstarter project, a successful project, good for them, uh, they described it as the most grotesque comic you'll ever read. And I was like, uh-huh, I've seen some shit. <laughs> and then I uh, I flipped five pages in, and I was like, you know what? You arrogant <laughs> bastard. It's definitely at least top three. <laughs> it is fucking gnarly. It, it, the art style is black and white, fairly simplistic, not a lot of exaggeration in terms of detail or shape. I'm sorry, did you expect something timid from a title like, like, what was it again? Necrophobia. Uh, right? I mean... Well, you just never know. People can add a super edgy title to something, and then what you get is mush. But this this was the real deal. Okay. Yeah. And what it does is you get this juxtaposition of the relatively minimalist, isn't the word, but minimal style of the comic itself. And then whenever there's something horrid on screen, like a corpse that's slowly crawling toward one of the characters or an old woman who's been stuck in her chair so long her skin's grown over it. It is horrendously detailed. Like, oh, so. just utterly, completely... Like, every flaking scab and pus-filled Ugh. boil, everything is drawn with such total loving care. And it, it, it hits me on a level that few things do. This is the kind of thing that really frightens me. This, like, intense body horror angle, like Cronenberg turned to 11, and that's what this comic does. So if that's your angle, I can see you shaking your head. It's super not. But uh, it's an incredible comic. The artistic vision behind it is sick and wonderful, and they really put a lot of work in I want to say they put a lot of love into it. I'm more comfortable saying they put a lot of work into it, (laughs) because the implications of that love thing are a little frightening. But necrophobia... You should check it out. It's as easy as Googling necrophobia. <laughs> Please spell Doing that correctly. <laughs> yeah, that the most grotesque bad. thing you'll ever read. Yeah. It's totally worth okay. it. Fucking Ripley and your Believe It or Not comics <laughs> dude, over here, dude. I, I just, where I, do you find this shit? I, it's so hard for me to even feel anything anymore. Like, how did you... Like, were you, like... Typing in necrophilia and then like, oh, no. there's a comment. Oh, typo. <laughs> I was misspelling necrophilia. Oh, I see. Oh, my God. All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, Kevin, would you like to go next? Um, are you guys familiar with... I'm going into back, back into my vault of what I liked when I was young. And I loved Mad Magazine, so I loved Comic Book Crew by Sergio Aragones. Never heard of it. Ah, it was his kind of Conan. Well, you're you're familiar with uh, Sergio Aragones. He did the little comics in the corners of Mad Magazine. Just the little, they they would uh, yes. And uh, he was one of my favorite. He would draw in a very cartoony way, but highly detailed. Boy, if you like samurais, I sure do. He would he would draw 
in a cartoony way, but every layer of detail on that guy's costume, on his outfit, like every layer of armor. I mean, he was just psycho detailed, but his stuff was so ridiculously silly, too. He did a, uh, uh, a limited edition called Gru uh, back in the early 80s, and I got his came to a comic book store and he came and and signed a bunch of uh copies and drew his little drawings in there and it was just fantastic uh grew was was um one of my favorites and secret wars too oh yeah yeah what? but i got i got i got halfway through secret wars i got burned out it was just too much and then all of a sudden wait where's this black uniform come from spider-man what yeah. Wait, maybe I need to revisit this stuff. <laughs> so yeah, Secret Wars, a lot of crazy stuff came out of that. that oh was, yeah. That Very was, uh influential for the future yeah. of Marvel from that point on, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now what what were the comics he was doing in Mad? Were they just like random ones or like Well he... they would be the it would they would just be these little random things in the corners and it would just be any little subject and they usually didn't have any words. And then sometimes he actually uh, would would get to do the movie parodies periodically. But right. look him up, Sergio Aragones, and uh, he he just did a lot of lot of uh, um, wordless comics, just a lot of pantomime stuff. But and what, did he do uh, Spy versus Spy? No, no, that was uh, this Cuban guy. Um, I forget his name, but uh, no, he, that was a totally different hmm. guy. Um, yeah, Sergio Aragones, man, he he did some really funny stuff, and it, and it it, tra- it wasn't the most popular comic book uh, grew, but it was for me as a Mad Magazine fan, uh, it was it was pretty cool, and the drawings, you know, he just got into it, it was like some weird, almost like super cartoony Frazetta stuff, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and that's. That's, I think, the best possible way to describe it. That is awesome. It's, it's got all that, like, super heroic barbarian intensity, but... Yeah. And he drew women really great, too. I, it's one of these things that I'm going to look up and see immediately be like, yeah. oh, G- yep, 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 yeah. yep. yep. G-R-O-O. Just... Uh, yeah, you, you probably will. It's been years since I've looked at a Mad Magazine. Years. I know. Me too. I mean, it's been probably almost 40 years, but... Um... You know that era with Don Martin and oh yeah, yeah oh, that guy. You Jake know, I just I, pulled it up. I yeah, this definitely looks familiar. I like to pattern my life after Don Martin. He had an interesting. <laughs> well, he, I mean, not only does he describe stepping in dog crap in the most amazing sound effects, you basically feet move are just amazing. But he was like. An outsider, even amongst those guys, he just lived off in Florida while they were up in New York, and he just did his own thing, and, and it was uh, he had it going on. Kind of had the life. Yeah, I don't know much about him, but uh, yeah, I definitely recognize these comics. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Perfect. Good choice. Good choice. Kyle. Would you like to go next, sir? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, this was a guess that you guys had on a couple weeks ago. It was uh, Skies Over Superior. Um, yeah, it was just uh, last week, actually. Yeah, oh, well, there nice. you have it. That's, uh, yeah, Josh Dahl. Um, I just looked at the little sample they had on Kickstarter, because I guess the Kickstarter was successfully funded. Right. Yeah, um, it's very much so. Yeah, so that's... Uh, but I was We just... know, Kyle. We were there. 
<laughs> okay, Jake. Um, Pompous ass. <laughs> but no, uh, I was just interested by it just because uh, I had heard the episode. But uh, no, I went through and looked at this preview, and uh, just the art style was really cool, like just vivid colors. And um, it's set, um, I believe, in Michigan near Lake Superior. Um, but yeah, it's just the contrast of like, obviously, the further north you go, the colder it is. So it's just like... Sure. Um, really cold colors at night just a lot of blues and then just uh these other characters that have like glowing eyes and just uh the use of light and dark like not really a lot of in between i loved how he described that you know there's there's one important thing that that the lake yeah has to be frozen over at this one specific time for them to get across these giants to get across the lake and to wreak havoc on this village but you know these people are always safe from how is it just the way the year falls the way the seasons mm-hmm. fall doesn't allow that they're at the mercy of that and yeah. something eventually does go wrong and it's a cool concept for sure yeah i definitely enjoyed it uh, it was just the first 20 pages and it definitely makes me want to look into how to get the full comic first 20 pages that's a healthy glimpse yeah. <laughs> that's a good glimpse yeah, that's, pretty that's, that's pretty much a book right <laughs> oh yeah it's like playing a demo for a game you just you want the game to be there in your hands sure. right now sure <laughs> very good I like that. I did like that. I guess I saw it last week, didn't I? I mean, you get used to just saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Very good. Um, I'm just going to talk about my comic here really quick. And I don't have a whole lot to actually say about it. Because after I got into reading it, I realized uh, there isn't much out to read yet. There's maybe like four or five. Well, one, two, three, four. Okay, there's about eight pages, but uh, enough to get a glimpse in on what's happening. It's called Love Circuits, and you can check it out at lovecircuits.com. And the comic just starts with this girl, Yvonne King, uh, waking up in the morning to her house just trashed. She had a birthday party the night before, and Uh. stuff got out of hand and tore the place up. So as she's cleaning, a package arrives at the front door. And uh, she's on the phone with her mother. Her mother's saying, you need to get with somebody. It's been so long since your breakup with your boyfriend. You need to find someone. She's, you know, trying to shrug her mom off, get her mom off the phone, and lets this courier in to this, that brings in this huge package. And it's almost like a a high-tech-looking, kind of a casket-shaped. Sure. But nothing sinister. uh, Adam Warlock's. Yeah, 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 very much so. Um, but it's purple, not yellow. Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's like, what is this? Did you send this to me, Mom? Mom says, no, I didn't send it. So she opens it up, and it's a, let's see, it's called a heartbreaker unit. This one by the name of uh, Lukos, or maybe it's just Lukos. I don't know how it's pronounced. But, um, Future. Right? <laughs> Future always tripping me up. No, but it's called a heartbreaker unit. So immediately I think of like, uh, you guys remember the, the, the movie AI? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember like, there was uh, Jude Law's character. Yes, Jude yeah, Law's character. Yeah. Exactly. That's the first thing that kind of came to mind when that's, I thought. It's uh, his angle there. Yeah, of this. What the fuck was that? That was my phone. It slipped out. And... <laughs> Grab your phone and sit the fuck still. Oh, jeez. <laughs> God it sounded like a bomb going off. It really did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it hit the bar. Ooh. 
Well, I guess it probably affects me more because my mic's actually affected. Uh, the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm okay. fucking with you, buddy. Okay. Calm know, down. Shut up. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, she, weird now. <laughs> she turns on this robot This uh, that doesn't seem to really identify one way or the other gender-wise. And uh, it just says, uh, how, how can I serve you, mistress? Which immediately thinks, oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> Something's going a little freaky. <laughs> oh, yeah, doing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wash dishes? Woo! <laughs> 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 Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> so she, uh, she doesn't want it. She finds out who it's from. It's from one of her friends who heard her at the party the night before say, man, if I had a guy that could do this, blah, 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 blah. Right. So... He buys her this robot that can do all these things she wanted. And she uh, says, okay, let's get you activated. And he immediately, like, hollow projects a contract she has to sign and shit. And, uh, Sweet. It was pretty cool. It was neat. But uh, after she does, he's like, all right, go in there. And uh, there's a bunch of clothes in that room over there. Go ahead and take whatever you want. So you see the robot going through, or the android, rather. And a robot sounds kind of primitive compared yeah. to what this thing is. Is <laughs> going through all the outfits, trying on dresses, tuxedos. You're not quite sure which way it's, uh, what you know, if there ever is going to be a settled gender. It doesn't, not that it matters, but right. boy, I feel like I'm really getting touchy here. No, no, I need to be good. careful, but... <laughs> it, it's clear that this thing is, is somewhere between either extreme. It's just sort of... But it, it's... It's obviously there to be whatever she needs. Right. And that's kind of where the comic drops off. There's a, It shows her ex-boyfriend stopping by, dropping off some groceries, and this thing kind of like a, a little comedy sketch or scene where this thing's hiding around the corner and this robotic dog's pulling its leg back out, you know. But, um, yeah, there's really not enough of the comic out to... I don't know. I, I enjoyed what I read. I don't know where it's going. It's really early in the run. But check it out, lovecircuits.com. Um, see what you think. If there's more on the way, then yeah, the, the art was fan freaking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I, I love the premise of that. Wonderful. I mean, you you see that's eventually going to be the way we all go. You know, we're oh, going to have as soon as the technology's there, you know, robotic servants it will not take long. The beginning of the end of the <laughs> beginning, serious. if you will. <laughs> see what I did there? You see what I did? I totally see. You brought it right back around. It was awesome. <laughs> As long as we keep watering with electrolytes, everything. <laughs> That's right. It's got what plants crave, all right? It's got electrolytes. Yeah. There it is. All right. Very good. And with all the comics behind us, let's just turn our attention over to Kevin Let's and talk about some of the amazing projects he's been a part of. Kevin, thanks so much Woo. for being back on the show. We, had, again, had a great time with you last time. Oh, yeah. Having a great time Thank this you. time. Yeah, me too. This is a blast. And since we've had you on, I've got to really get on the TackyTiki.com being your website that shows a wide uh, variety of everything that you have done. And, boy, we could sit here and talk for freaking ever. That but <laughs> it seems like on the, the big elephant in the room is definitely the visual effects aspect of your uh, artistry. So can you yeah. tell us, how did you get started in the business? God, you know, it's like you, when, you, when you're going to art school, you got something in the mind and then life has something totally else in mind right. you know you've probably experienced that you graduate and then okay now what and then you, you answer an ad and uh it, it takes down this path and um i've gotten to this point and i i can't say you know 
it, it all starts with when I started, started, and that was at Malibu Comics, the first job answering an ad in the newspaper. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't planning on it, but he's it, like, well, this is a pretty cool place. I could get into this. This is fun. This is, this is, these people are cool. And, uh, and then when Marvel came along and bought us, it went, hello, I, I get to work on all these mid 90s uh, titles, X Men, X, you know, every version of X that was there in the 90s. <laughs> there were like 12 or 13 variations. Um, Malibu but, was very, much in the same kind of realm that Image is today in the late 80s, early 90s. Am I accurate yeah. in saying that? Yeah. Like, if you weren't reading the big two, you were reading Malibu. Yeah, you were you were reading, you know, like Image and Dark Horse. And uh, Malibu, I think, was just really starting to break through with some things uh, when Marvel, you know, was getting nervous at that time when they're, they're they have their nice comfortable little status quo with DC, and then here comes Spawn with Image, and that wreaked total havoc. Yeah. I have a feeling there was a little bit of ner- knee jerk response, you know, uh, and, and a little nervous overreaction by doing that, uh, but it worked out well for me because I ended up getting to um, <laughs> work on all those titles that I'm really proud of, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and then, and then it's just like, you, you got people that work there and you hear about someone, oh yeah, so-and-so here ended up working at this, uh, animation studio in Hollywood. Wow. Animation. That would be a blast. I would love to do that. And then you start trying and, uh, you know, uh, who, who's over there that I know. And, you know, let me just try to, you know, let them know what I can do. And it took a while, but eventually I got into the color department on Duckman. And uh, that was my first show uh, in cartoons, and that was that was a real kick working on Duckman. I mean, my God, that show was hilarious. Um, and then that moved on to the other shows: uh, Rocket Power, uh, Rugrats, as told by Ginger. Um, oh, it's like the only show that anyone ever asks about is, "Oh, did you work on Real Monsters?" Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, that's like the one show I did not work on. It was already done by the time I got there. But uh, uh, it was cool to be able to work for those guys. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, and, but you know, things come to an end, and um, and uh, then I moved on, and and here's you know I, I end up working with Tim and Eric on Tom Goes to the Mayor. Fantastic. And, and you know how I got that job? It wasn't. Uh, connections it wasn't schmoozing it was a craigslist ad are you serious <laughs> and isn't that so appropriate isn't that perfect they wouldn't do it any other way i'm sure no no i mean in retrospect it was absolutely perfect and uh yeah so i got hired to design that show and as an art director it's a double-edged sword because i like to say i art directed the show however it was deliberately awful looking <laughs> You know, it was deliberately terrible. And uh, I mean, with just bad results. I mean, just and they continued that style all the way through their awesome show and everything else they did. So um, it, it's interesting to, to, to say I worked on that show because I, I think it's actually prevented me from getting any other oh, direct no. jobs. But um, but uh, everything's worked out OK, because ultimately after a. Uh, thing i don't like to talk about stereo conversion um the 
the maelstrom, the abyss of the uh, visual effects uh, world is 3D conversion. Sorry, people. It's just how I feel. Um, <laughs> but I got there. There was something really frustrating about doing that. Like, oh, my God, you worked on Thor. I love that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. What'd you do? I, uh, I converted into 3D. Oh, I didn't see it in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't see my work then. So, you know, um, but it was good uh, that um, a connection I had made while working there ended up pulling me out and, and get, got me my chance working uh, at my first job doing um, matte painting. And, and that was on Gotham. And wow. that just, yeah. And ever since then, I've been doing that. It was like three and a half years ago. And um, man, um, working on that show, it was real fun. I worked on most of season one, uh, seasons two and three. And uh, designing that look was so fun. Taking up plates that they would shoot that our, our guys would go back to New York and, and film those cool sweeping vistas. And then we'd come along and just add that, that look. And uh, we had a really amazing art director that uh, uh, Sina San, who she's gone on to win Emmys for the, the look of the show. Um, and uh, it was really fun to be a part of that. And then, you know, here comes another project. Oh, we need to do a matte painting here. We need to make this weird, creepy, kind of looks like uh, uh, tree trunks, but it kind of looks like veins, and it turned out to be the upside down in Stranger Things. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I'm working on the shot going, man, this looks really 80s. This is because it's all out of context. I don't know what I'm working on, but I'm like, this is trippy. This is this is cool. I, I want. What is this? So you're given you're given these things in pieces. You're not given like the final movie, and then you're just given no. like these scenes yeah. with I mean, without any context behind them. Exactly, we're given chunks wow. of uh, what we're basically the studio is given what they need us to work on and you know they want to keep everything as as close to the vest as possible sure. uh we were we were uh not we were one of uh i'm not sure if we were the only studio or if we were an auxiliary studio you uh doing work on that but um yeah you don't have any context uh, it's just like here we need this and and you know i end up god there's this girl in the swimming pool um, and uh, she's having a hard time here. This is unfortunate. And um, turns out to be Barb, you know. Right. Sorry, Barb. Oh, no. <laughs> so, well, yeah, okay, I have a little part to do with that. So, <laughs> that's cool. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was. And then when it comes out and, every, and everyone is into it, it makes you really happy, you know, really proud because, you know, one of the funnest things was for me on that one was to do the last scene when he's coughing up the, the bugs oh, and, yeah. and it does that quick little flash to the upside down. And, um, it, it's like, yeah, I did that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this kind of actually brings me up to my next question. I was going to ask, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure it varies depending on your projects, but kind of like a play by play through. So the, the strangers thing scene you're talking yeah. about mm -hmm. would be a perfect example. When you're given sure. that raw footage, Mm -hmm. Is he just he's just acting that there are bugs there? You, I mean, are those yeah, bugs 100 percent put in by yourself? I mean, how well, is this? You know, that the bug was. Yeah, there was a CG artist who actually uh, did the bugs. Uh, I, the, when you see look down into the sink, I didn't work on that shot. We had a CG artist. Of, I think it was Bo 
uh, oh, chance. Uh, I don't want to mess his name up, but he, he came up with them, uh, drop it into the sink. But uh, yeah, for the wide shot, yeah, it's just the kid. He's staring into the mirror, you know, the profile of him standing at the sink. And I'm like, oh, wait, that Dixie cup holder. I, I remember that thing. What's, this is interesting. And then I'm told, okay, what's going to happen here is you got to create this, this real creepy environment. Uh, and it's based on, you know, uh, uh, this stuff, and I'm given some some footage from uh, when they, the practical stuff that they had on set, and then my job uh, was to take you know borrow from that, and then uh, paint and uh, do some very careful uh, borrowing from that texture and, and uh, kind of resculpting it for for that shot. And uh, yeah, that was it's it's really cool because that's incredible. Yeah, and then you get to see it at the end and go, oh wow, boy, that's yeah, okay. I like that. It's nothing short of magic because sitting on the outside looking in, I can't even begin to wrap my head around where you would start. I mean, I, oh, I, I'm, I feel like I'm versed in like the very basic out, like Photoshop <laughs> elements kind of stuff, right. you know. And well, that's what I, uh, that's what I work in. You know, the comp artists are are really important. I, I'm basically supplying a, an addition to the plate. And the comp artists are really great at taking the element I supply and and put it in there. And then when they're tracking it, that tracking blows my mind. When you've got stuff moving that's not in the scene that is perfectly seamlessly nested in that scene right. and you are convinced that that is in that scene. And it is. it was never there. And uh, after doing this for a few years, I realized nothing you see is real everything is messed with you're you're watching stuff that they're putting effects in there that you're not even realizing because it makes it a little prettier you know and then there's the ones that are really obvious like car commercials because they gotta just crank them out really fast you know like whatever just get it out there um, well, even in the scene you just mentioned where, you know, he's looking down into the sink when you said that sh shot there looking into the sink was all CG, right? Yeah. Everything in the, in, actually in those bathrooms was practical sets. Stuff. I see. Uh, until we, boom, we add the yucky, moldy. Um, and then when, what really, man, when we first started experimenting and, and I was walking past these guys that are particle guys putting that stuff that was floating around in the upside down yes. that little skin type part and it just made me go oh man it's so nasty I just don't want to breathe that in you know just for fear that you could suck one of those in your Ugh. lungs it's so and it was really cool to see them developing the look of that like oh, that's a little too heavy or that's a little too small or it's moving too fast and then it gets fine-tuned where all of our our um, skills come together to, to make the shot come together, so that's really satisfying. I would say so. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what that must feel like. It's like some kind of convergence of wizards or something. You know, you've got <laughs> all these people who are so talented in such almost specific, specialized ways, and then you get them all in a circle together, and something incredible happens in the center. Right. Yeah. 
And and right now at uh, the studio I'm at now, Stargate Studios, we just finished the Happy Time Murders. Oh, yeah. oh wow, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. And working on that, we actually had the whole movie, and and we would see some clips. All right, if you've seen the trailer, have have you seen the trailer? I've seen the trailer. Is that the okay. All Sesame No Street or no, all street? Yeah, All Street No Sesame. That's it. Yes. Um, all right, it, it's. It's not all just in the trailer. This movie is laced with insanity. Uh, we were just <laughs> dying. Um, we were, and obviously NDA can't talk about it, but sure. I'm just going to say this movie uh, is insane, intense. The trailer is, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. I know. I'm curious to see what the reaction is going to be. I know. And everyone that worked on this, while we're working on it, we all know we're working on something we know at least is going to be a cult movie. And that I'm fine with that. You know, if I can work on something that has a kind of a rocky horror kind of following, uh, some, you know, or just something that people that are really into it are really into it, then, then I'm fine with that if it doesn't, you know, shoot to the top. Man, you're you're not satisfied being part of everything I loved throughout my life. Now you've got to make new things that change the world. <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah. So this this is really fun, because, and it's taken a long time to do it too. So um, it kind of snuck I, up I, on me when I started hearing about it. I was like, "How is I not more aware?" Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because, you know, we're just quietly working on it. You know, we're just working away That's and awesome. let them do their, uh, the, the promotional department. Let the, we, we couldn't wait for the thing to drop uh, when the, uh, uh, when the uh, trailer came out. And when we found out it came out, we were watching all these, you know, uh, blogs, these video blogs, guys reacting to the, <laughs> the trailer. And we're like sitting in the office just, Yeah! We drink. <laughs> That's coming out really soon, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I we're mean, seeing trailers. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a matter of fact, I don't know when this what this podcast is going to air, but it could be right around the time. I mean, it, it is going to be I, sometime here in August. Okay, yeah, it's awesome. going. It's going up in the next week. So, <clears throat> yeah, nice. Yeah, they're starting to show the actual commercials on TV too, so they have to pull them back a little bit, but. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm looking forward to it. As am I, especially after yeah. talking to you about it. I mean, you're, you sound uh, very enthused by it, and that, that makes me excited. I love, I, just, I don't know, I gauge people's enthusiasm for something before I go look at it. I mean, yeah. if you're, oh. I don't know why I'm going on. Well, it's just, I mean, yeah, and it's what you like what you said. Um, it, we're taking, these are puppets. These are not the ones that are friendly and but we <laughs> right. all know what they but it, taking something that you're so familiar with and twisting it up it is really classic i imagine i imagine seeing a a, a, a puppet that looks what you're used to as a child <laughs> saying I, and i'm just assuming maybe like swear words or stuff like that would be pretty oh, damn entertaining oh, plenty plenty yeah, it, <laughs> it's funny that my younger daughters know they're no they're not going to be anywhere allowed in anywhere near this movie for a long time oh that's a good indication then. okay yes. yes i'm gonna go see this then yes. perfect 
Oh, uh, yeah, everybody. <laughs> now, I also saw on your website, again, the tacky-tiki.com, you yeah. had some, uh, like, a whole section with different illustrations, portraits, yeah. drawings, and there was even some, like, uh, the thing that really grabbed my attention were scenery layouts, Jake, very much in the vein of, like, Samurai Jack yeah. almost looking. Oh, I mean, nice. Works of art. Very- Can you explain those? Uh, are you talking about more of the, the real graphic, crisp stuff? Yes, um, yes. That stuff, I am really influenced uh, by mid-60s, uh, late 50s, early 60s um, advertising illustration. I can see that. This one looks kind of World's Fairish almost. Uh, let's see which one I can... Um, you know, I actually, it's, it's the Tacky Tiki, and since the last time I talked to you, I actually got professional and added that you can actually type my name and get to the same spot so it's kevingallically.com oh, wow. as well both will get look at you yeah i know i'm all you know moving slightly. up you know like <laughs> madman here so pro. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh yeah you know i i've really always been drawn um by that real graphic crisp, you know, Disneyland, uh, those posters that you, the old, the, the haunted mansion poster, the poster yes. for the jungle cruise, old TWA travel posters. There's this, uh, guy, I'm not sure how to pr- if pronouncing his name, right. But Charles Shritty. He did, he was this guy. He did these ads for Motorola in the sixties and they were all like futuristic, you know, jet age, cantilevered houses hanging over cliffs and everything oh, is just wow. ah, it's awesome intense um, yeah you know it's it's just uh this fantasy there that it, and it's so lush and and also um this disney artist ivan earl uh he, no, i've heard that name he designed sleeping beauty and um his he also made christmas cards and this dude has made some of the most amazing artwork I've ever seen. This insane fusion of intense realism and extreme abstraction at the same time that works. I I can't really explain. It's just uh, I'm so influenced by this stuff that form reads, but it's still totally an abstract graphic picture. I love that stuff. And my website just crashed. How fantastic. I was about to show these guys some of these pictures, and there we are. But no, uh, yeah. I, what I saw, though. Gorgeous, right? That's the good oh, stuff. Yeah. Absolutely you gorgeous. Think, you know, I actually just finished. I love doing portrait work, and I just finished one. It's on my Facebook page right now. I think I, think I have it set to public. I need to upload it to my portraits of Mr. Bean. Um, it's him just staring right into your face it's just yeah so I'm very proud of that one as well I love doing the portraits not doing portraits I love doing these weird fantasy places you know uh, places that it would be wow I'd like to have a studio there sure yeah I want to be right there with the one we were just looking at before the website went down was uh, it looked like there was a house kind of built into the side of a cliff i'm on like an adjacent yes. cliff you could see something sparkling they were signaling perhaps yeah yeah and that that is yeah that's when i actually called the signal we did it so funny how before i put that in there there's like no narrative you know it's like okay there's a guy and a woman there but then i put this little signal right there and it gives it a story the implications yeah. you can just run wild with that 
Like, yeah. do they know yeah. they're being yeah. watched? Like, maybe, maybe this guy is supposed to see. Maybe she's not. Maybe I don't know. Are they in danger? Are there Martians on the way? <laughs> maybe one. Maybe the. I don't know. And there's a real. There's a. Is that a jet way up there in the sky? I don't know. My ex-wife looking for alimony? <laughs> Who could it be? Oh, I, well, I'm glad I you like that. That's that's one of my newer pieces, actually. So, I'm um, going to yeah, have to it. make it like my phone lock screen, I think. Well, please, I guess that was ahead. the one that kind of made me think of World's Fair, though. Now that I think about it, there's really nothing a whole, like, very World's fair in it. There's something about it, though. It, just, it, 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 it has that, like you're it's saying, late World 50s. of Tomorrow vibe. Yes, that, that aesthetic. Cool. It's exactly uh, that jet age, everything's... Uh, uh, positive you know uh, it's it's yeah so right on that's Very yeah good. okay that's in my background section there we go i was more i was looking for it i forgot where i put it <laughs> well kevin uh before we let you go is there anywhere else or anything else we should be letting people know i mean i know we had you on a few episodes ago to talk about cat and mouse there's always that yeah. to remind people about yeah actually i just, i wanted to let you know where anybody uh it's we're really happy uh where uh, Roland and Dean and Barb, Roland the writer, uh, Dean the penciler, Barb the inker, they, they have more opportunities to go and, and uh, go to the conventions and they're able to show it in person and they've been actually, it's been selling. We're really happy with the reaction. Uh, Roland set up a site. It's on squareup.com and it's you know, squareup.com slash store slash Roland Man M-A-N-N slash and uh, he's got it set up I think we're going to be expanding on it but um, uh, he should have it set up where uh, you can get the comic there and um, you know we're, we're really happy with, with the reaction we were happy with how the Kickstarter turned out I mean we doubled what we were hoping for and uh, I think everything has been going out. We, we filmed our little thank you video. Everything, you know, there were so many little things that were involved. Hopefully it's, it's all gotten out. And um, <clears throat> we're really happy with it. I mean, I'm just, uh, it's, it, I, I got a bunch of copies myself and uh, just, wow, very pleased. And if, if I remember correctly, this was a, uh, a, I don't know if a reboot or a continuation of the original it, Cat and Mouse series that was it, on Malibu back in the day. It, I believe um, Roland had it on, it was a, a division of Malibu called Silver Line. I don't know if, we're, I think we're starting up the Silver Line line. But yeah, it's a reboot of a comic that Roland wrote back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, and uh, had a pretty successful run. Um, I wouldn't have been involved back then because it was in black and white. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a reboot uh, with new cat and mouse characters, but probably getting into similar situations and ending up with some similar villains and maybe some similar allies that were in the original like the, the same characters that were in the original book so some people coming back some new characters to keep it fresh that's got to be cool though especially for those people who have been missing that you know that series for yeah. so many years to see yeah. something come and back all at like once that. here it is yeah yeah we i know don't... i mean i know i would be thrilled like when, yeah. i guess when the power rangers came back i was yeah. I mean, they never went away but i mean <laughs> like right. when the movie came you out you know yeah. Yeah. i was pretty stoked like, same kind it's, of feeling it, right yeah, and it's neat when you get this group that uh, we all just poured ourselves into it, and 
when we we looked at the finished product, we're th sitting there thinking to ourselves, God, this is just like a continuation. This is like the new boo. We're kind of joking around calling ourselves that in a weird way. Um, <laughs> because it, it is almost like a continuation of that style that was being we were developing with color, with, with the, the line art, you know, and uh, with Roland's storytelling too. So it's kind of neat to see something that hasn't really been around in like 20 years um and in it looks you know almost the same i like to think better so yeah well, i mean you know there's a way comics were drawn then and there's a way comics are drawn now and i think yeah. the way they're drawn i don't know i'm a big fan it's, it's such a hard line down the late 80s and early 90s especially when you're looking at like marvel and dc you know you had yeah. Just the ripped muscles. You had the mullets, the no over-exaggerated. than three barrels. Thank well, you. The, just... the Liefeld, you know, factor. Oh, yeah. Right. Just, Tiny you know, feet, big Humans bicep. with no feet, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and everyone's just grimacing. Yeah, it's very intense. Like they're so about I to think explode. Now yeah. is probably a great time, you know, for something like this to come back. Maybe yeah. uh, seeing it in that different light outside of that, uh, that 80s, 90s. Yeah. Filter, Hopefully it's it's retro fresh. There you go. I like yeah. that. Put there that on a t-shirt. Copyright. <laughs> oh, I was going to put it on a t-shirt until he said copyright. Damn it. Now we'll just have to buy one. <laughs> All right. We'll team up. All right. Uh, are you on Twitter at all, Kevin? You know, actually, I'm, I'm not on Twitter. I, I'm on Instagram. I post things. You know, it's just my name. Okay. Um, I've got uh, on face. Yeah, there is my website, the Tacky Tiki, or my name, KevinGallagly.com. Um, you know, it, um, I'll talk to you guys later about this, but I was actually looking at starting a Patreon site as well. Uh, oh, and, oh, nice. Uh, and maybe giving uh, a behind the scenes look at uh, how I would go about doing a matte painting or uh, how I would uh, color a comic book page or. Uh, a caricature. I love doing caricature as much as I love doing uh, actual portraits. Um, you know, so I've actually been looking into um, exploring producing uh, some content for that too. So I haven't done it yet. So it's really, um, yeah, the uh, the tacky tiki, and uh, I think I've got my email on there. Yeah, I'm pretty easy to reach. Perfect. And we will have uh, links to the website <clears throat> we will. Uh, on on our Twitter and Facebook and all, all the social media Everywhere handles we, we got, you know. I Kev should do the twit thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the way of the future. <laughs> we we would be dead without it, I think. I, it's, it's, it's what keeps us vibrant uh, somewhat, I guess, right? Yeah, it certainly helps. Yeah, Vibra. we'd certainly be dead without it. <laughs> anyway. TheTackyTiki.com, Kevin, thank you so much for being back with us and uh, just showing a little bit of light into your awesome career, yeah. man. Oh, man, absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Uh, all you guys, uh, it was really a lot of fun. It was a blast. That it was. Cool. Jake, what do we have on the website, sir? We have got all of our available episodes. We've got our special guest page where you can see some of the most prestigious people we've had on our show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Links to our merchandise as well as our social networking outlets, Twitter at CandAirPod and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. You can find our Patreon there where if you hit that $5 a month mark, you have access to the Founders Club Patreon-only podcast and furthermore, if you are going to attend a Wizard World convention in the near future, Chicago for instance... Throw canned air, no space in that promo code box for a cool 10% off. 
And also the What If series. Oh, the we have if. the. I wasn't pointing at you like you should have remembered that asshole. No, I was just saying. I'm just telling telling our yeah. listeners. Remember, big things on the way. Big things on the way. We have our whole new series coming at, out called What If, where we just talk. Uh, we we have a twist on reality, and uh, we have a whole conversation about, say, like what if animals could talk, or what if people could breathe underwater. You know, just whatever yes. it might be. Those were actual episode ideas. <laughs> See where that <laughs> takes. <laughs> I'm making them like they're all nonchalant. Well, oh, who knows? knows? But anyway, what if the internet was never real? For instance, what? <laughs> right? I can hear Kevin's mind oozing out of his ears as we speak. <laughs> what if I wasted my time, dude? How do I get this 90 minutes back? But you can find us on Twitter at What If Series and uh, give us a follow. And uh, just keep an ear to the ground. Good way to keep an ear to the ground on when that series will be released. Of course, we'll be letting you know here. But uh, good things are on the way, people. That they good are. things are on the way. Kyle, I want to thank you for sitting in for Jack. It was a pleasure having you back in the studio. Oh, it's always an honor. Awesome. <laughs> and thank you for being a founder. Again, I can't thank you enough. And thank again. you for being a friend. I'm not going to kiss your <laughs> shoes or anything, but... Yes, I thank you for not. being a friend. Nah, the again, that, uh, the Founders is definitely worth it. Those episodes are priceless. We always have a good time making them. From the mouths <laughs> of babes. There you have it. Get on there, become a patron, get the wonderful show that Kyle's talking about. Boy, the outro turned into a commercial that quick. <laughs> that's what we do. Oh, man. Well, all right, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jake Runyon. I'm Kyle Pryor. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Thanks for listening, everyone. You got the touch. You got the power. For Buzz, Mankins would have been cut. I'm not Buzz Lightyear. Thanks, Mr. Lightyear. I am not Buzz Lightyear. All right. <laughs> testes, testes. Test- oh. One, two, one, two. You see what I did there? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Testies. I saw a Damn. video of I'm a guy myself. Uh, sitting on a couch, and his dog jumps up on his lap and lands right on his nuts. <laughs> and he flung the dog off and doubled over, and he was like, oh. <laughs> 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 You could hear him retching, and it was the best thing I've ever oh, He would have actually thrown up. I that know, could dude. quite possibly be the <laughs> best thing I've ever seen. I wish I could find it. It was in a compilation of stupid shit, and it's so hard oh, to pick man. those out of the bunch. You know, like the laugh you lose type oh, of yeah. mm-hmm. Mm. Guess I could. I could Google dog balls vomit and see where that gets. <laughs> it gets taken to some Russian website. Web.com. They say 
In particular, if the vomit looks like a solid tube of partially or non-digested food, your dog ate too fast. <laughs> Note that eating grass or other indigestible material is also a common cause of vomiting. Oh shit, because you said the keyword. Wow. Oh yeah. It didn't right. work for me. I wonder, do you have a reflection when you look in the mirror? <laughs> 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 oh shit. <laughs> Missed. He just fades away. You know, I, uh... Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. <laughs> 